0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone.
1: This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Trick or treat, Rob. Oh, honey, I've been using that line for ages. Oh, my God, Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Who are you going for for Halloween? Why, one of our Patreon sponsors, of course. (laughs) Okay, I want to be that, too. But how do I do that? Well, my little ghoul, head on over to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And search for Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends. And set a monthly donation. Even a dollar a month helps us. Your contributions help us continue doing what we are doing and bringing the legend stories to your ears.
2: I'm thinking about going as Sergio Franchi myself. Uh, Suit so yourself? Well, maybe Tim Curry, actually. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog can turn into what cat? Charles Strauss. We need the Don green Black. screen. We greatest, need greatest the green song screen. Ever.
1: Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Curtain, and make sure to join our Facebook page at Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends.
2: And follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Plus,
1: you can always listen to our podcasts on Broadway World and Stitcher. Today's guest has been praised by the New York Times as the cabaret equivalent of whipped cream atop a surprisingly nutritious dessert. Mm. What great praise. <laughs> that isn't already, I'm hungry. And we could not agree more. She is not only a staple of the cabaret scene. She is one of its most prominent leaders, not only being the artistic director of the Mabel Mercer Foundation, but serving as the litmus test of excellence that all cabaret artists aspire to. She
2: has appeared at every New York cabaret convention since its inaugural event in 1989 and is gearing up for the 30th anniversary celebration in New York, which will be October 28th through October 30th and will be at the Rose Theater, Oh, October 31st, and will be at the Rose Theater. Plus... There are the countless shows celebrating the great American songbook that she has led, the leading roles on Broadway, and um, acclaimed
1: recordings that have filled our ears and hearts for years. To tell us what it was like to work with such legends as Marilyn May, Michael Feinstein, Karen Akers, Jeff Harner, Sting, George Abbott, Mr. Abbott, my God, and so many more, here is the definition of elegance, KT Sullivan. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, KT. We are so, so happy yeah. to have you here. So when did you first fall in love with the Great American Songbook?
0: Well, I guess it was in Oklahoma. I grew up in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Boggedy Oklahoma. And on my mother's piano.
1: Boggedy
2: Depot, Boggy Oklahoma. Depot. I just wanted to say That's it again. I just yeah. had to say it. Boggy you said it so fast. It was. Well,
0: my, thank you. I do talk fast. <laughs> no, uh, good. But my mother at the piano, and I, uh, I started singing, I think, three or four years old. Oh, uh, my. Before I was practically, I don't remember not singing. Uh, but my mother had books of music, and and, it, and one of them was Cole Porter, huh. and then, so anyway, so I I loved I loved the movies too. The movies is about American songbooks, yes. as Broadway is, but also the movies. We're seeing the movie Forty Second Street, and oh yeah. very Mary Warren music, which is very much part of the American songbook. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as a child, and then um, then getting to love musicals and movies, and uh, so cabaret draws from movies, musicals, and even some more modern songs. Um, but uh, but I guess I guess uh, well, of course when you grew up in Oklahoma. You sing in church, right? Um, and you?
2: Didn't your family have like the gospel singers? Well, I mean, or we, there was we like used a... to be.
0: I guess you consider it gospel. I, it's a good. It's a good training. Church is a great tra- training for learning how to sing. Yes, I, mean, I agree. When you think of our great soul singers like Rita yes. Franklin. Many of our singers have great training in church and mm-hmm. and the. Um, It's hard hard to get that training if you're an atheist. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) uh, in fact, my niece actually her family kind of left the church and they got, they got wise. There's kind of wisdom involved with mm. being agnostic and all those sure. things. Oh, sure. So yeah, her I parents agree. got wise and she doesn't know how to play the piano or do any of those harmonizing. And I think, oh, that <laughs> right, <laughs> that right. goes with the territory, unfortunately. Or as, as, what, yeah. was it, what was it? Um, someone said one time that, that uh, it's like, because I love all the, the incense and the, the, I like the music, I like the feeling in church. But they say it's it's same. like it's like throwing out the baby and keeping the bathroom. Right?
2: Yes, I, I totally agree. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All those things that go with her. Really right. Nice. Yes, think, exactly.
1: Yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay.
0: laughs> but I believe in music and so that's exactly. So good. Exactly. That
1: good. Yes. yes. And then where was uh, college for you?
0: University of Oklahoma. Oh, yes. Uh, so I stayed close to home. Then first first I went to LA. and um, started getting roles. Uh, like, a, a first, my first equity, first, first, actually, the first theater was Old Globe Theater in San Diego. Oh, yeah.
1: uh, So what prompted the move out to California?
0: I was had a friend that was going out there, too. It's easy to go with somebody. Yeah. Was he this said, during college or after college? After college. college. Okay. Uh, and she was going to study with um, Lee Strasberg out there. and mm. It's easy to go with somebody. My first uh, commercial, I got a commercial in 1980. My first trip to New York was 1980. I got a commercial. Hershey's Kisses commercial. Oh. I can't say I do until I've had a little Hershey's Kiss, and so...
2: I was <clears throat> going to ask you if you remembered the line. Oh, of course. <laughs> so thank and you, I was just, of well, course. I'm I mean, bride
0: at a wedding who couldn't oh? say I do until i had a Hershey's. <laughs> oh.
2: I How did you first, get it? Did you have an agent? I mean, I
0: did at, in L.A. But what? They couldn't find the girl in New York. Can you believe that? Uh-uh. They wow. said they couldn't find the girl. So it's was my first uh, SAG job. So you have to prove that. The, the producer the producer say I couldn't find a girl mm. in New York. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find a girl with an equity with a SAG card in L.A. Mm-hmm. I had my first agent. So I got the and they flew me first class. Okay. Uh, first class for a role in a commercial. I stayed at the Helmsley Palace. <laughs> my first trip to New York. I thought it was always going to be that way. First class, awesome. first class hotel. I got to see, I, I went to see 42nd Street. That was my first musical. Oh my. Uh, that I saw on Broadway. And Tammy Grimes was in it. Yeah. Remo, oh, a yeah. yeah. He's well, a good we friend of mine
2: now. He's a good friend of our podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. He's a great
0: talker, isn't he? Um, yeah. Well, he was I one did. of our
2: first. We had to go back twice. Oh, we had to go oh, back because we only got through halfway through his career. That's
0: a lot to say. <laughs> but, we were talking oh about 42nd Street yes so it's, that was the first show then I saw Nine mm. nice. my first trip to New York was
2: Raul Julia in it then it or okay, good. and
0: Karen Akers who is yeah. part of our cabaret convention has yes. been from the beginning also right. wonderful the crossover that happens with Broadway and uh, and cabaret yes. it's a natural because one's just more intimate than the other yeah. but we, we sing a lot of the same songs yeah. and, and there are some people who like getting rid of that fourth wall right. and yes. love singing to people and some who Marilyn are afraid May, of it. Marilyn May is very good at that. Yes, she oh is. God. And yes. she, in her classes she talks about how um, this is not singing to this is not, you know, she she, she can take someone's hand. Julie Wilson was good at that. Yes. She was really singing two people and,
2: and or, even in a group of even if you're an individual audience member with 100 people you still feel like you it's one on one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I want That's a great yes. gift. Going back to your college, you you studied opera in college. Did, so what was the I transition when I was like, ah, maybe I won't go into an apprentice program. I want to go into <laughs> well, music. I'll go to Hollywood instead.
0: Well, that's, that's I also took, kept continuing lessons out in L.A., and I have a wonderful opera coach here in New York. <laughs> I still keep that love up. So what's, the, what's great about this business, you can keep all those burners, you can keep all those burners going yes. on the stove. The stove has many
1: <laughs> yes. burners.
0: But I do like to keep the voice in shape that way. In fact, we were talking about one workers, yeah. There are places where you can use those notes. Um, and it's good to keep those in your repertoire I just did a salute to Barbara Cook last year Mm -hmm. I gotta keep that voice in shape and my voice teacher Eric Gillette who's also my director, yeah, yeah. keeps me in shape for those. We don't want to lose those notes.
2: It's kind of like the bar for dancers. It is they, the bar. they always do the bar. It is. So You've got yeah.
0: to keep the vocalizing up yeah. or, or uh, use, uh, use it or lose it. Exactly. Uh, like, so yeah, keep, it's a keep that up. So the opera, and then the, the Old Globe Theater in 78, the first show, there, that was Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare too. Mm. I love it all. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And Cabaret takes it. And I think of Cabaret as, as it all. Yeah. It can be jazz. It can be country. Because if, as long as you hear the lyrics... It's right. it's so
2: much about the language too, as much as the music. Well, I mean, Mabel
0: Mercer was about yeah, that, about yeah. about the, the stories, and country music is about stories. Yeah, they keep you awake. When I was driving those those times from L.A. to Cal, I mean, Oklahoma to California, yeah. I would listen to the country stations because they kept me awake. Yeah. with yeah. the stories. Yeah. and I, in fact, I was talking to some young people last year because I just in an interview with them, with a journalism class in Columbia at Columbia. And the young people there, students at Columbia, mentioned going to 54 Below, some of those 11 o'clock shows. Yeah. There are a lot of young people there. I've sung a couple of those. Yes. And My god, there's a, a lesser cover, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, for yes, for 11 o'clock. For the reason. But I said, what draws you to Cabaret? And uh, one of the people I interviewed said, I think it's the story. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, and a lot of uh, pop music, you'll notice, there's a, there's, a, there's a hook that you listen to over and over and over mm-hmm. again. I can, go, I can go to sleep to that kind of thing. Sure. I, I like I like structure of a song. Yes. I love the yes. AABA. Yes. And Or if it's a longer swim, it, sometimes it, maybe it doesn't have the AABA, but you can follow a story. Right. Yeah. 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 And so that's, that's what I think it has in common with. Uh, but all these things, um, jazz uh, singers um, are, are part of Cabaret, obviously, I and mean, some of them are more into lyrics than yeah. others. Susanna McCorkle was very much into lyrics She heard every word mm-hmm. and, and Sandy Stewart's getting the Mabel Award this year mm-hmm. And her son, um, Bill Charlotte Plays for her Some people consider him the best jazz pianist In, mm-hmm. in the country oh, that's so so interesting. And he comes to play for his mother <gasps> oh, oh, that's, that's great. And that's the only time well, he, comes, isn't that special? he comes To play for her that is really Oh that's very cool yeah, he, uh, Now
1: you mentioned Mabel Mercer's name For some of our listeners who might not be aware Who was Mabel Mercer? That's
0: a good question Alright so Mabel Mercer was born in the 1900s, which is very easy to keep track of where yes. she is. Yeah. In her 20s, she's in her 20s. That's, right. that's interesting. Yeah. And she's in Paris. And she plays at bricktops. She sings at bricktops. Oh. before the microphone. Oh. She's singing at people's tables, actually. She would go around the tables. how oh, about well, Intimate. Honey. Intimate. Yeah. Jeez. And she, that connection, even though she wanted to sing opera too, she wanted to be an opera singer. Huh. Yeah, she was a soprano. Uh-huh. She wanted to play Julie in Showboat, mm-hmm. always, always in the chorus. She mm. wanted that role. Uh, so she is in the 20s in Paris at Brick Tops, uh, in the 30s, uh, Cole, lo- apparently, Cole Porter apparently wrote Love for Sale for her.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: she, she told talked calls being Cole Porter stopped in along with the, the Duke and Duchess of Windsor and, and Ernest, uh, Ernest Hemingway, uh, the, the, the F. Scott Fitzgerald would stop in and hear Mabel. She became famous in Paris. And then the 30s, 1938, she's given very good advice to leave Paris, obviously. Mm -hmm. And by that time, she's very good friends with Marlene Dietrich, and she has uh, also Joe Carstairs of the Cunard Line, who pays for her passage to the United States. And the Duchess of Windsor gives her, uh, for her opening at the Ruban Bleu, the Duchess of Windsor gives her a dress to wear, and Marlene gives her shoes and matching bag, and Joe Carstairs gives her passage on the Mm -hmm. Cunard Line. Her first pianist in New York was Bart Howard, who wrote Fly Me to the Moon, among other great songs. But he said he was her pianist. And he said he started writing songs because Mabel needed songs. She liked to sing new songs. She was the first one to sing Fly Me to the Moon. Uh It was first recorded by Kay Ballard Mm -hmm. on the flip side of of, uh, Lazy Afternoon. And then it became famous when Peggy Lee sang it on The Ed Sullivan Show. Mm -hmm. And um, the original title was In Other Words...
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: I didn't know that either. And then when Peggy Lee sang it on uh, the Ed Sullivan show and started touring around the country in her act, she called up Bart and said, Bart, everyone's requesting Flying to the Moon. No one's requesting in other words. So he changed the title. But he also, I got to know Bart, because when I started out, 89, the same year as the first cabaret convention, I was at Jan Wallman's and Buddy Barnes was playing for me, and he was a pianist of Mabel. Yeah. And one time we were working on my act, he said, have you ever done any songs of Bart Howard? And I didn't know Bart Howard. He had played for Mabel, so I started singing songs of Mabel. That's where I heard about, started hearing about Mabel. Like uh, first-hand account. First-hand account, because yeah. he was one of her last pianists. Huh. And then Bart Howard, who was her first pianist, left me his piano in his will. Oh, my so
1: God. So when you
0: come up and see me sometime, I think I think you've been the 40th uh, floor. Uh, when you come to the 40th floor, you'll see... Bart Howard's piano, oh. which he kept to me. Because I started singing his songs, and I had a, I had an album of his songs recorded live at Rainbow and Stars mm-hmm. while he was still alive, so he oh appreciated that a lot. Bringing his songs back into the fore. Yeah. So Mabel became the toast of New York in the 40s, and the 50s, and the 60s, oh. and the 70s. And she would, hope, she would sit in a chair. If you if you look at pictures of her when she was young, she looks about the same. She, she looked about the same for 50 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, she would never looked young, so she didn't grow old.
2: Right, so, right, right. Yeah. But
0: she liked to sit in a beautiful poster chair and tell stories.
2: As her, I mean, that part of her performance. That yes,
0: that was her performance. That was She acted through the songs, and it was the words came first, and so that's yeah. why that, that tradition. So at the end of her career, um, in this, uh, Donald Smith sort of managed her career uh-huh. because her manager became became ill. Uh, and he got her, he worked on getting her the Medal of Freedom, Friend, oh. and uh, Frank Sinatra said everything I know I owe to Mabel Mercer, know about phrasing, yeah, yeah. and he would sit ringside along with Peggy Lee and Lena Horne and Billie Holiday, oh and Sylvia Simpson would sit, try to figure out how she did it, because she made the lyrics so alive, and she dug down deep into the lyrics of the song, and people were weeping, or she could also be funny, yeah. which I take... I love, I love, because I like being funny too. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're good at that. <laughs> so, uh, so she had a big influence on people. And when she died, Donald Smith uh, said she was referred to as a jazz singer, you know, in all the obituaries. And he said he started the foundation so people would know who she was and what she did and how she did it. And so he started the foundation after her death in 84. The first Cabaret Commission
1: was in 89.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, my first trip to New York was for her memorial.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I mean, I mean, I came for that Hershey's Kisses and yes, of course. But when I came back to live, it was someone, Max Showalter, called me up. I mean, he was one of the Dollies, both mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Horace Gilder with many Dollies. Yeah. And he, I, I met him out in L.A. And he said, "I've got an extra ticket to Mabel Mercer's memorial," and thank goodness I didn't say who's Mabel Mercer, mm-hmm. but at that point I didn't know. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> and I went, and I on that stage were. Cy Coleman, oh, yeah. Bart Howard, who I eventually met. Mm-hmm. I met, I met Buddy Barnes was there, mm-hmm. People I eventually worked with him. Also, Elaine Stritch was doing a oh. tribute to Mabel, and so was Dorothy Loudon. Yeah. And people I would know, that, Elaine came to my last show at the Algonquin mm-hmm. in 2013, mm-hmm. she walked down from the car lot. Uh, yeah. People I got to know were on that stage that night, but I was just sitting in the audience seeing these, these legends, talk about a legend I was not aware of. And Donald, at her memorial, just had a chair in the middle of the stage at town at town hall. Yeah, and it was That's my awesome. So I got to know just like your, the question, of who was Mae Mercer? I got to find out that night who Mae Mercer was. Oh my us. gosh! And uh, then later, after her death, he started the. the uh, he wanted people to know who she was, so he started the foundation. And '89 was the first convention at town hall. Yeah, uh, and there were it used to be, God, it was seven performances a week, and the first the tickets were ten dollars and. Oh. And I, I was on that stage the first time, and I, one of those nights, Tuesday so or Wednesday night, and you could shoot cannon through that place. Huh. You know, people didn't know what it was. What's a cabaret convention? Right. Uh, but eventually, it got to be sold out and got to be a, uh, the thing to do. Yeah. And I think it was very wise of him to, to call it the convention because there are a lot of festivals across the world. Right? The yeah. Festival yeah. this, and there's an American songbook for this, and American songbook for that. This is the cabaret convention. There's only one. This is it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's uh, And we convene in New York at this time of year, in, Oct- in October.
1: Are there lectures and seminars? Or there were. In the
0: original years, there were panels and things like that. I, uh, Donald died in 2012, mm-hmm. March 2012, and, and before that, about a year before that, he asked me if I'd be interested in carrying this on, which I was quite surprised at the question. His first question was, do you think this should go on after me? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, of course, Donald. And he said, would you like to do it? Oh, no. yeah. I said, no. no idea he'd asked me. But uh, I, and that first couple of years, I tried a few panels and things at places like urban stages and things. And it's hard to get people interested in it. They, they really do like the performing. They like to go see the performances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have, uh, we, did, we did one uh, interview with Stephen Holden and Barbara Carroll, who we just lost mm-hmm. last year, yeah. mm-hmm. at, at 54 Below, mm-hmm. I think in 14 or whatever. Yes. But uh, we do try a few, people do their acts around time that, town that time of year because they can, if they're on stage at Rose Hall, yeah. before 1,200 people, you can say, I'm going to be at 54 Below on Thursday. So you have to to it. There. Yeah. So people do prize those times where they can really get the excitement. of People from out of town, a lot of people come in from L.A. or from, from San Francisco, Chicago, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Dallas. Mm-hmm. People come into town for this event right. and then go, out after the shows, See as many, or, yeah, again, yeah. Shows for the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm doing something at um, Birdland on the the first, the Friday after the convention,
2: no- November first. November first.
0: Yeah. I've been doing something for 12 years actually. Oh. I started doing these things um, every year. I I celebrate people born a hundred years ago.
1: Centennial Celebration.
0: That. That's great. Yes. Yeah. So this year it's Liberace.
2: Do you know uh, I David Miyoko? I am so obsessed with Liberace lately. Oh, where are you? Okay. I've watched all these documentaries on YouTube. I don't know what's wrong with me. But well, it's, that, just... it's pretty
0: fascinating.
1: What a great list. Nat King Cole, Liberace, mm-hmm. Tennessee Ernie Ford, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ho- Howard Keel, Betty Garrett, March Champion. This is a great, my God, 1919. What a great year. Mm-hmm. Betty Garrett,
0: I started doing them in, in yeah. 1907 at Carnegie Salon. Uh, Merman was 1908. Every year has someone mm. outstanding.
1: And, the, and for our listeners, just so you're aware, this is November 1st at yeah. 7 o'clock p.m., and you can go to birdlandjazz.com to get tickets. That's birdlandjazz.com, and of course, we'll post a link in the bio. I'm sure if we go to the cabaret convention, we can answer this question ourselves, but I'll ask you, what do you think makes a strong cabaret act?
0: Well, see, that's what's interesting, is that an act is so different than doing one or two songs at the convention. mm mm-hmm. So uh, when I go to see someone's act, sometimes it's not really a good act.
1: <laughs> and that's great. So what? But what, I hear what?
0: one or two songs that are really good. Okay. What and makes it, it not a good, good act? Yeah, we'll it's go very hard to get an act together. Uh, arcs, uh, contrasts, yeah. how much better, how little better. Uh, sometimes you take dips to keep momentum going. It's yeah. there's so much involved with. uh right. A good act, but what's interesting, you know, the, the the Blue Angel, where Bart Howard was the host, and where uh, was it? The people had like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes is not not difficult.
1: Yeah. People had twenty. Yeah.
0: So Dorothy Loudon or or uh, Lena Horne. Yeah. These are the days when these people had their twenty minutes. Carol yeah. Burnett had her twenty minutes. Wow. And then she was seen by television and got a, got a thing on television. That was a real showcase. The showcases are, are easier. 20, a lot of people can do 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. An hour, an hour, 10, that's tough. You know what I'm talking about. You see all the. Oh, yeah. really, sure,
2: because you've sure, got sure. to sustain an audience sustain, and really
0: excite them who, the entire time.
1: Who do you think was the best at it? I'm sure there's many people you can mention, but.
0: You know what's interesting? People talk about energy and electricity and all mm-hmm. that show based. My favorite of all the legends that I saw was Peggy Lee. Mm. <laughs> because it's an inner boil. Yes. She was fascinating. yeah Fascinating.
2: Yeah. You could feel
0: the fire yeah. inside yeah. of it. It's her. an inner yeah. boil.
1: You yeah. have to come to her, yeah. which is so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: that's that's a good point. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. great. When did you first put together your first cabaret act?
0: Okay, that was in Los Angeles at a place called the Rose Cafe. Now I was a little soup. I was going off my first equity show it was The Merry Widow with uh, Roberta Peters. Mm. St. Louis Municipal Opera. Oh yeah, oh you're Muti, you're yeah. 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 With Roberta Peters. With that's Roberta Peters. And then I was going off to do Sugar with Arnie Johnson at Casa Manana, you know. And I was sitting there, and I and I was sitting there at the Rose Cafe and Cabaret, seats about 30 people, on Normandy and Melrose in Los Angeles. And the owner, Deborah Rose, hears me sing Happy Birthday. Or something. And she said, well, have you ever thought about doing that? I go, like, oh, no. <laughs> a, I do the roles, and I'm the soprano, and I'm a, uh, but the person I was with said, have you ever heard of Barbara Cook?
2: Mm. I said, no. At
0: the time, I hadn't.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Uh, he played me an album. Because he, he was an actor from the um, arena stage in Washington. She'd just done a show there. and um,
2: So he played not a cast recording, but like a He played a, a, that, that first act. Wally
0: and Barbara. Yep.
2: you know what I'm
0: talking one about. In the 70s, yep. Uh, so then I thought, oh, I could do that. In fact, the show I do, which is um, a tribute to Barbara, it's actually a tribute to Barbara and Wally. Yeah. Barbara met Wally, because yeah, before that, she was a Broadway singer. Yeah. Broadway singing is very different than the cabaret. Yeah. His arrangements for her for the cabaret stage is what I'll probably he was was a about.
2: genius, too. I mean, an absolute genius. I
0: got to meet him, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but my first review was at L.A. There's an L.A. daily news, believe it or not. Uh, so my first review was because my show was every Friday night at midnight for over a year so it's my training ground and uh, my first review uh, said um, the, the title was don't keep KT on the QT <laughs> but it said that I had a lot of potential but I sang too many Barbara cook songs <laughs> I did I can cook in the show I can cook so my, my Barbara cook tribute is called I can cook <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> where's the time all gone to so, so many great songs um if love were all, Ugh, my personal coward yeah, that's song the was the most was, beautiful song. Well, that's, that's and I got to sing that in the Noel Coward show I just did mm-hmm. with Steve Ross. That's
1: great. So this is it. Safe to say that this album was your template in creating.
0: It was, and that's exciting. Was that exciting? Mm-hmm. Her show had great arc. Great yeah, excitement, and
1: that seemed to be consistent throughout her career. Uh-huh. I, I the
0: right combinations of ballads and uptunes. Yeah. Yes. a humor, a little bit of humor. Yes, some, a little some, twinkle. Some, yeah. yeah, some. Shows are dreary, and you just want to, yeah. Everyone wants yeah. to suffer. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. suffer with them. No, be laugh. You know, take care of your own. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a science putting it mm-hmm. back together. But what's great about the cabaret convention is, it, you know, I I can just see highlights. I like to put on. In, in fact, my night is the night that anything goes. Youth. I mean. Uh, uh, Sandy Stewart wrote, uh, she's saying my coloring book, what, what year was that? You can look that mm. up. She's been around a while. Yeah. Uh, but there's also a girl that's 15, Anais Reno, who just won the, the uh, oh. high school competition. Yeah. Mm. She's wonderful, low voice, which I, um, Margaret Whiting had that too. Mm. That young, Judy Garland had it. Yeah. Young girls with women's voices. Mm-hmm. Mm. And people want to hear them. Mm. People don't want those little chirpers. They don't want to hear someone something like this. now. Mm. You know,
2: like Adele, you know, like in the pop world. I mean, well, that's that's, like that, a, that's a great voice. That's like a real it's a great voice. strong. Yeah.
0: resonant yeah. Voice You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. there's
2: like a there's like there's a, a, woman a heftiness there, there that, yeah. that's like
0: that richness, ranked, yeah. And the mic loves the richness. So. Mm-hmm. and this little girl, Alora Leonard, from uh, from Colorado, When I this is Anais right here. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. But Alora Leonard, I uh, just discovered her. In Durango. She sings, "Jason the blues away.
1: Oh, wow. And she's,
0: she's like a young Patsy Cline. She's also going to be in this.
1: She's going to be in the 1919. Yeah, because okay. Kitty
0: Wells is a great country singer who's Ooh. 100 years old this year.
1: So for for the cabaret convention, how do you break up each day? Is each day thematically?
0: I, I do. I, I like to choose uh, theme nights, except for my. I'm theme, I'm flying themeless.
1: You're a themeless. I'm themeless right, because I, see, yeah. I so like I'm, to
0: get around and see people from all different areas. Mark William is another one that's. Yes. Oh, Mark's movie. fabulous. Yeah. Uh, and so he's very young too. Uh, Amra's from Broadway. Uh, Eric. Eve Garcia is a wonderful young pianist singer.
2: So I'm seeing each each, each day of the four days has a theme, uh, and then there's a list of singers. So each singer gets one or two songs, or all yes. we'll, of we'll, uh... uh,
0: I like the one song idea, and and because and, um, I can use more people that way. Yes. Uh, and Jeff and Andrea watched what I was doing and decided to do the same kind of thing. They're going to have mostly one beat. Unless you just sing a duet. Sometimes you have a duet and a solo, like mm-hmm. Karen Akers does, cool. and I think Steve Ross does. Uh, and Marilyn, I think, gets two songs because she's, she's Marilyn. She I mean, she wants. <laughs> On opening night, Deborah Grace Weiner likes to give these kind of she people.
1: was a guest. Oh, oh Deborah Grace,
0: And her, Dorothy Fields, you know, she wrote a book. I love
2: board. that book. I yes, wish we so featured so that book. book
0: isn't I
1: think it? it's
2: a fantastic book. So She's on
1: Monday, writer. October twenty-eighth, which is the first day of the convention, the theme is Dorothy Fields, the sunny mm-hmm. side of the street. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: and these people—they're such Emily uh, Skinner. Uh, you know, this is Tom Wopat. Uh, yeah, Nicholas King's a great young soprano, uh, young uh, tenor. Uh, Christine Andreas, Debbie Boone these people will have two songs Okay. and on this Judy Garland night John have you had John Frigge on the program right. he, he's written about Judy Garland uh, and Clea Blackhurst
1: oh, oh we love Clea so,
0: so they'll have and Carol J. Bufford, you probably know yeah mm-hmm. uh, wonderful singer named Leanne Borghese You don't know her and this young singer uh, Hannah Jane Peterson she just graduated in high school performing arts. She came in second in our contest last year. We have a high school uh, competition every year. So,
1: how how does one get involved in the high school competition? Because we have a lot of high school teachers who listen to us. Well,
0: good. If 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 they're a performing arts high school, they should just get in touch with me. Because okay. There's there's uh, we do go through the um, the ones that have responded to what we, we 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 send out inquiries to everyone. The ones who responded are the high school with performing arts. Yes. Uh, and Laguardia, mm-hmm. um, Frank Sinatra. Has sent a couple of singers over to us. We, yeah, well, that's good. Uh, yeah. So if there's the, if they're performing arts, they, they, it was in, it's endowed by Adela and Larry Ewell, and they, their only request is that it be performing arts high
1: school. Great. Oh, that's fantastic. Good for and them. What's the the Julie Wilson Award?
0: That is to a young singer, uh, and it's uh, by the way, all the all the awards are surprises on that night. Mm. We oh. found out after uh, when I took over in 2012 and 2014, uh, we were doing a tribute to Margaret Whiting at the um, Carnegie Recital Hall in the summer. We have one event in the summer, or late spring, early summer. And we decided to have uh, a surprise. Uh, Natalie Douglas got it, and she was all... And Love the audience Natalie. audience saw tears, mm. and we noticed that the audience liked that. Yeah, of course. And so yeah. if someone who's prepared a speech, okay, well, I got it. They, they know three months ahead of time, they got to get on an the award, and they have to do the speech. and the audience is going to sleep. Yes, yeah. Uh, totally. So I, we decided to just keep them all that way, surprise. Great. So we don't know who's won this award until that night. The same thing on this oh, night. So the the only the one war. we know of, I'd like the Mabel to know because I'd like to get someone and like Sandy so Stewart, Stewart to show up that with that her year. son.
1: Yes, <laughs> great. And who and who is the Mabel? So? Uh, that's Sandy Stewart. That is Sandy Stewart.
0: Uh, we've had Jack Jones and, of course, he had these kind of travel plans from Palm Beach and oh. Palm Springs, wherever he was. Of course. Uh, awesome. Those kind of things have to be... Maureen McGovern they got, got, got a of couple of years ago. Those kind of things need planning. Yes. Yeah. But these people are going to be on that night anyway, so they'll, they'll get some awards. And
1: we shouldn't forget Tuesday, October 29th, because who's being celebrated that night? Are
0: you a big Frank Lesser fan? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, we both are. The
0: people. Well, in fact, that's selling the best because everyone loves Frank Lesser.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, this is, this is actually my birthday, October 31st. Oh,
1: happy birthday. birthday.
0: So a lot of people have plans on Halloween, but um, come celebrate my birthday with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be fun. Uh, but, but those people like themes, or if someone wants yeah. to. Yeah.
1: How do you choose uh, who to honor each year? So how is it, well, this is going to be Dorothy Fields, and this is well, going to be Frank Lesser? Well, these
0: are my ideas. I mean, um, I, I, they have done, Frank, uh, Jeff and Andrea have been doing a night ever since... Uh, I took over in 2012, okay. So I've asked them to do a night, uh, and the, I think the first one I've been watching hard, it was Cold Porter. It okay, it's one with Sondheim. So Frank mm-hmm. Lester's next mm-hmm. time. I think maybe next year it'll be Kurt Weill mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, you know, I'll decide. I'll decide who's, who's, who, who have we not done in a while.
1: Is there is there someone that you've always wanted to do that you have not done? Not a repeat, but one that you just haven't gotten I've always, to?
0: I love Jerome Kern myself. And then we yeah. Been, we haven't done Jerome Kern uh, uh, so, and then uh, Kirk Vaughn we haven't done, so that's why I'm thinking about oh, that. Oh, good, yeah. yeah, that's exciting. Uh, we need to do Harold Arlen. We had we haven't done, yet. we did a Mer- Johnny Mercer night, so you have some Arlen involved there. Sure. Uh, if we do Yip, there's also Arlen involved with that. But <clears throat> but I like to try to be inclusive, and, uh, and I know John Fricke's been a friend of ours for years. All those books on Judy, so we, this kind of a Judy year. Any good song, she sung it. Yeah, yes. um, I mean, there's there's not a lack of songs there.
1: Do you have approval over the songs that are being sung, no. That evening.
0: I, I like to give the hosts their. The host, okay. Uh, Deborah obviously knows what she's doing. Jeff and Andrea have great, great mm-hmm. taste, and they, they get. A, a, sometimes I have suggestions for them. Yeah. And I did a couple of suggestions for Deborah as far as what singers to use, but mm-hmm. it's their decision as far as what songs are sung. Uh, and Clea, uh, last year was Jerry Herman. I think next year might be. Uh, uh, Julie Stein. We have, oh, we, we done, we, wrong. We haven't done You can Duke never Stein. go wrong with Julie Stein. <laughs> but Clea lends herself very well to Irving Berlin uh, to or Jerry Herman. Or if Merman sang it, she a yes. <laughs> <laughs> she should probably do a lot of cold porter too. Maybe we could have another cold porter evening. can't ever get too much cold porter. Agreed.
1: But this this is
0: anything I've, I've gone out to see people and I feel that there's one man coming over from London, Christian. Uh, Christian Holder Jeffrey Holder's nephew Oh He'll be coming over from London And Spencer Day Has not been singing in town In a while He'll be on like
2: Do you, you, you go to see A lot of cabaret then I mean you must You're like the I queen like it. of it and I, so I, I, like,
0: I like Thank goodness I like it Yeah I do yeah. enjoy it I, well,
2: And how, how have you seen I mean this is going to be A very obvious question But how have you seen it change in the last Like 30 years Because we, we've often Talked on this show About all the different venues That you used to sing in, in the 80s for instance There were like A ton of places you would go And it seems like To us that there's not as many That there's just not as there's many also,
0: a few more recently. Have you noticed that? Yes, yeah. what we have noticed re- that. In the last just case? recently. Just recently. Yep. And other people besides myself have noticed that. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> there are there it seems to be picking up a little bit. how um, have you seen the evolve? I think I think the use of directors to having, having having structure. Uh, you know uh, because it used to be just putting together especially if you had twenty minutes like a uh, Blue Angel, just a few songs. It yeah. wouldn't need yeah. it wouldn't need a, a structure. Yeah. I think you I think the need for structure, the need for you don't, you don't have to have a director, but sometimes it helps to have kind a director. Kind of make
2: director. it more of a show. If you
0: want to make it a show and make it really yeah. enjoyable and, and people... Uh, it's just not singing some songs I like. You know, right. such some structure. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes sometimes I like to go see someone, who's if they're an extraordinary singer and they're singing extraordinary songs, how can you go wrong? So I'm not going to say true. that you have to have structure and have to have... Right. In fact, you don't have to speak. Mabel Mercer never spoke. Mm. So if you, have a, if you just want to sing some songs, that's okay. In fact, the show I'm doing with, with Jeff Harner, we did a Sondheim show, we did three Sondheim shows, actually. Uh, we didn't speak a word. We let Sondheim speak for himself. Yeah. At the top, we just introduce ourselves and say, we're not going to say anything. Sondheim speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing a show, uh, Harnick and Strauss, which was, uh, which we're doing in Chicago um, this, this month. But we're also doing these, these, these dates in November and December. We did three dates this summer. Um, which is also, they speak for themselves
1: Yes, so for our Because we have a lot of listeners in Chicago Which is which is great What are your Chicago dates?
0: 18 and 19 Of November? Of October Of October, oh my
1: gosh So Come glad out, you're on Chicago, good mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my I, gosh
0: I teach a, I teach a workshop there in the summer So I know some Chicago people
1: And for our New York folks Sunday, November 2nd, Tuesdays, December 3rd and 10th All shows at 7 o'clock at the Lori Beachman We've got a Harnick and Strauss Hey, podcast listeners! Are you looking for a place to rehearse in New York City that is clean, spacious, and most importantly, affordable? Come check out Shetler Studios and Theatres, our wonderful host for these podcasts. Shetler is centrally located on West 54th Street between Broadway and 8th Avenue, right in the heart of the theater district. Right in the heart. You'll find music, dance, and acting studios complemented by two black box theaters and six
2: presentation venues. The professional facilities, inspired environment, and expert industry staff combine to provide the New York artist with an unparalleled studio experience.
1: Visit their website at shetlerstudios.com That's S-H-E-T-L-E-R studios.com Shetler Studios and Theaters is our home for recording the legends of Broadway and we hope that you make it your artistic home too that's shetler s-h-e-t-l-e-r studios.com see you here if you go on to kt's website it seems like there's a plethora of shows to choose from how many shows in totality do you have ready to go at the drop of a hat (laughs) maybe 20 my god is there one that you still like, oh, I really want to get a show crafted around this idea, this theme, this artist?
0: Well, you know, I, I, I do, because it's, it's like the new baby, um, because I was doing a tribute to Wally and Barbara. Yeah. Uh, they've asked me to do something on November 4th at the Pierre. Oh. This is all new. I don't have a card yet. I'm Great. Meeting, I'm meeting with them on oh. tomorrow, actually, to talk yeah. about what it's going to be. But it will be Barbara. And there's a man at the Pierre. um uh, who used to work with Carlisle? Mm. And he loved Elaine, even though she made his life hell. Yeah, she did. Elaine Stritch. <laughs> he, he loved her. Yeah. He loved her as a kid. He loved, <clears throat> he did, he loved Barbara. Mm-hmm. So we decided to have a series called Legends and maybe once every few months to do a, a night at the Pierre. It's a lovely space called 2 East 61st. I'll be the first one to do Barbara Cook and then maybe Eric Garcia with Bobby Short. It was a wonderful singer named Lou Mary Tubo. Mm. She's been involved in the convention since the very beginning. She's got, in fact, she's sang the other night at Carol Hall's tribute at the New York Times building. Mm-hmm. She's got one of those killer voices, uh, but she's, she, her family's from Barbados and she's got that purr in her voice. Mm-hmm. So she'd be nice for an uh, Eartha hit tribute. Yeah. But this uh, gentleman who, um, at the, at the PR, used to talk to, to uh, Jerry Kravitz, who managed Barbara mm-hmm. and. Uh, and, and he said we're talking legends we're talking legends I said, well that's, that's the idea we'll call it legends yeah. uh, but I, I love that because the songs are so great she chose great songs she and Wally and Wally's arrangements yes. are phenomenal. oh on. my gosh I just
2: can't get enough of it. Uh, so, speaking of, uh, and listeners, please go with me on this, but because uh, I'm going to go a little down the nerdy music world. I'm a piano player as okay, well, I'm a music director as well. Okay. Uh, but I'm curious, and I'm sure it's different for every artist, you know, based on what kind of music director you have, but talk a little bit about the relationship between and how special it is when you find a piano player that you both it's, you speak the same language in a way. Because not all piano players are the same, not all cabaret singers are well, the same. Well,
0: i like piano players that don't but, say no. It, <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yes of course if I have an idea for medley or, or I like a song I don't need the pianist to tell me he doesn't like it
2: yes yeah, so, well no <laughs> that sounds crazy to me <laughs> so,
0: someone did that one time um, Okay, but also I love medleys That with John Weber um, who does the Barbara Cook show with me yeah. he, he listened to all those Wally arrangements and transposed them
2: oh he did like he's transcribe ex- them yeah. exactly
0: yeah, yeah but, no it's okay uh, he did uh, he has that kind of ear he also, with John Weber, he's the nineteen. Uh-huh. He's a big 19, researcher, 19. and he's uh, he uh, he's we've been doing it since twenty twelve. Uh, actually, it's two thousand seven we started. Yeah. But that's about the time I met him. But we, I had this idea for medleys, like I do twenty nine songs from nineteen twenty nine. We're doing it on the on oh, the, thir- fantastic. the It lasts about eight minutes. Oh my god! That's so. Cool. And John Weber can play it. Without so, mu- without
2: music. Will he? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> will, will he make up? You know, because sometimes in cabaret there's some freedom with some songs where you can kind of uh, rearrange them a little bit. You know, and will
0: you have ideas to do we that? We do, will and you... with Jeff Harner in the, the songtime, and now with the Harner Jazz yeah. we have a lot of ideas. Yeah. And then John never says no; mm-hmm. just ha- goes with it, putting songs together, ideas that usually have to do with structure. They usually have to do with crazy ideas psychologically, yeah. all kinds of crazy things. And he will, will not say no, he'll just make it you work. He'll just collaborate. He'll you, find yeah. uh, in fact the twenty nine songs in twenty nine I think that changes keys 30, 31 times. Of course. That's insane. So <laughs> he but his mathematic mind it he it's easy for him. Mm-hmm. It's easy for him to to go along with Jeff and, and I when we're when we're just thinking crazy thoughts and he's mm-hmm. gonna make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandra comes in later with her eye, because she's not the musical person. Right. And she can give us things to do physically that will be interesting to look at. Yeah.
2: What was so? What was Broadway? The play directed Broadway. by a hundred-year-old yeah, <laughs> George. Yeah. We were celebrating George's hundredth we birthday, we were, right? We were
0: celebrating George's hundredth birthday yeah. at, at Great Lakes Theater Festival, right? Uh, and um, it was. Uh, was it uh, Gerald Friedman was he was director that's right. There. Uh, and he he thought about. Um, Co-directing with him, and then George Abbott shot back at a hundred. I don't believe in co-directing. I want to direct it. So he directed at a hundred. Of course. Uh, and then someone had the idea of, of taking it to Broadway. It, it probably shouldn't have gone to Broadway, but it's my, it's my Broadway hey, debut. It was a debut. No, no, no yeah. uh, someone said uh, the critic. There was a critic who said um, that the the revival of the play Broadway was was intended as a sort of birthday present for Mr. Abbott. Mm. Did anybody think of a cake? <laughs> right, okay. That's kind of the kind of reception I got, but at least a yeah. week on Broadway, that was my debut. Um, I was Katie, the cigarette girl. It was not a great part. Right. But I, in in repertory in Great Lakes Theater Festival, I was also in, in The Voice of Syracuse. Yes. Which was Joe from director, and I got to sing Andrea, and I got to sing Falling in Love with Love, which was Mr. Abbott's favorite song. Oh. So he really liked me, and he... he uh, um, he saw the run-through of the, um, of the Boys of Mysteries the day before we had the run-through of the first run-through of Broadway, the, sh- the play Broadway. And I came in, and he, but he was the old school, Mr. Abbott, so he was giving line readings. So I arrived at this run-through of Broadway, and the mm-hmm. actors so, were so crazed, you know, of that kind of thing. And they, he was stopping people and giving them line readings, and I walked out and did my line. There's a gentleman here to see you. And then that was my first line, and then the second line was the same one who was here last night. Those are my two lines. But I did my first line. There's a gentleman here to see you, and I hear that voice of Mr. Rabbit at 100. He still have this stentorian voice, mm. Miss Sullivan. And I go, Oh my God, I'm going to get a line reading on this. <laughs> I, and he says, "You're awfully good in that other show." <laughs> that was that was falling in love with love is his favorite song. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, right,
1: yeah. How have you seen cabaret? performances evolve from 1989 when the convention first started to 2019 and then where do you think it might be in 2029 or what trends are you seeing that might become a staple?
0: We're getting beyond what, what, uh, the whole definition of the Great American Songbook mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I it, it's, it evolves every year with when something I think it's like there's something about 50 years. The golden, mm-hmm. it's golden after 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this uh, high school of performing arts over here, mm-hmm. they, have a, they have a program. Uh, there's a wonderful teacher, Jeff Statile, who actually says Statile. i study in Italian, so I have to make a Statile. His <laughs> name is, he goes by Jeff mm-hmm. Statile. And one of his students is Helen Jane, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a wonderful teacher. And he has a class called, and they call it, uh, the, the Golden Years. Okay, okay. So when when they sing songs from the fifties and the sixties, they think of it as the golden years, mm. we think of that. So, uh, so it's so they love these songs. Once they hear these songs, they love them. But they're not hearing them. Oh, they're pop mm. music, but their pop their music they're hearing things that are written in the two thousands aren't yet fifty years old. No. Mm. So, but things by Joni Mitchell are becoming fifty years old. Mm-hmm. Some Dylan's are fifty. I think it's kind of a nice way. If it's lasted that long, it must be good. Yes. You know? If something's new, you don't always know if it's, it's going to last. It's, it's, it's exciting now. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting now because it's new. Yeah. But after 50 years, so so that's changing every year. You have some recent. recently. Right. So it's expanding. As Essentially, essentially um, Mabel Mercer actually sang um, Both Sides Now before yeah. Johnny Mitchell recorded it.
1: Really? That's so cool.
0: And Johnny Mitchell went backstage apparently and uh, told Mabel that, uh, you know what? It may, actually makes more sense for someone of your age looking back to sing the song than someone like mm-hmm.
2: my age. Right. Which she, which she eventually did. John yeah. Mitchell then yeah. later yeah. sang it.
1: Yeah. 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 Yes. You know? What traps do you see artists falling into when they start crafting a cabaret act? We had talked we had talked about before. You know, maybe there's no arc and all that stuff. But what other things could you tell her, someone who's trying to put a cabaret together? Avoid this. It's not going to get you as many benefits as you might think.
0: I think trying to be someone you're not. One of the biggest things I hear is people trying to have. Uh, there's a wonderful phrase um, i I think oh, yeah, I I I coach and I I, I teach these master masterclass mm-hmm. workshops things. I think I find it interesting. What I find the biggest problem is people singing louder than they can. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. You were talking about someone like you mentioned Adele earlier. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's Adele. No. Not everyone's that Patti LuPone. No. She has a big voice. Yes. If you don't have one, don't try to be a pad of the bone. Yeah. Don't try to be it. Mean, I just hear that. And, and what, when you're pushing, you will go under pitch. Because you can't sing that loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the vocal cords are going, we can't do this. Right. Right. So I think be yourself and try to find the truth. And not try to be someone you're not.
2: I think with, uh, sometimes with, with younger singers, there is, they hear high notes and think, oh, that's all oh, about the no. high note. Oh, yeah. And notes. Yeah. great artist. it really oh, isn't. There
0: it's, was it's... someone, remember Mary Claire Heron?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Low notes for Mary Claire, and it's also true for Rosemary Clooney. Mm-hmm. Low notes are as exciting as high notes. They're, yep. When they're rich and wonderful, it can be a climax yes. in a different, different a, way. A great, a great... But it doesn't have to be high. Yeah. A low note can be a wonderful ending. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish, some, since you're a pianist and a music director, yeah. I wish sometimes music directors would take hold of those things and just tell the singer, right. you're under pitch there, why, don't, why are you hitting that optional high note at the end? Right. Why don't you hit this note instead? Yes. I wish. Music directors would take, take hold sometimes. Mm-hmm. Instead of just taking the money and letting mm-hmm. the singer do what they want yeah. Let's make this a, a, an effort together to make it the best yeah. show it can be.
1: Who are some of the music directors that you've worked with in your career that you, you particularly enjoy for having that honesty and that Ted Furst is, is
0: wonderful. Do you know Ted Yes, First? I know Ted He's very excellent. Well. Yeah. Very quiet, but he, he will tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tex Arnold was great. Tex is not with us anymore. He just mm-hmm. died a couple of months ago. Yeah. And he was a truth teller. Buddy Barnes was that way. Buddy Barnes. Yeah. They would be honest with you. Uh, my first pianist out in L.A. was named Bobby Gorman. Stanley he, he did a Merman imitation. Bobby. Bobby Gorman. He was he understood understood Subby K on Broadway. Oh wow. And he was out in LA. And and he would we would in my first act out there in 1981, we did I I see you're here singing? No way. you don't need to analyze it from the piano this little guy, little bald-headed guy <laughs> and he, he was the same height as Merman, as Merman, he would go to parties dressed as Merman and people thought it was Merman <laughs> Sounds but he like was <laughs> so much fun and we had fun together yeah. I think in your first act have fun I think in your, in your second or third act it, to get the same people to come back you need to do a different show or maybe get a theme going later but first be yourself
1: when did you decide to move to New York? When did you decide it's time to
0: well, that, pack up? Well, that same boyfriend actor, Howard Witt, who was nominated uh, for a Tony for Death for Death of a Salesman. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, a stage But He was a very wise man. He said, for your talents, you should be in New York. Mm-hmm. I, I, did, I did some television, as you probably know, and I mm-hmm. did a lot of commercials. And I could have stayed out there for years, oh, wa- sure. waiting for that pilot. God, mm-hmm. if you don't get the pilot, you've wasted your life, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I really needed to be in New York and he convinced me of that uh, and I'm so glad he did. He said, "He said because he knew I was dab. I was a dabbler. You mentioned opera earlier. Mm-hmm. I was a dabbler. I was dabbling into opera. I was dabbling into Shakespeare. I wanted to do it all. Mm-hmm. He said, but he saw that act at the Rose Cafe and said, this is what you do best. Mm. This shows you the best. Oh. So he's the one that let me concentrate. So,
2: in the midst of of when you came to New York, and then you you know you did some Broadway shows, and you were doing plays and musicals, but you were always doing your act. I mean, is that something that has run steady your entire I, I, career? I, I would you say? I started
0: that act with Bobby Corman out in L. A. Yeah. And And so when I came here in 84, I was doing an act. Found other pianists here. There was a pianist named James Slawell, uh-huh. who's also from Oklahoma. Uh, Buddy Barnes, um, Ted Firth was one one of my first ones at the uh, at the Algonquin. Jed Disler. But I was starting. Always had those those things I loved to sing that always worked for me. And then, then once you do your show at the Algonquin, you have to come back next year with another show because mm. they like to, yeah. to get their people back. I did an Arlen. I did oh, God, there's so many shows. Uh, one was Ladies of the Silver Screen. That was with yes, and you have an
2: album
1: of that as yeah, well. I do. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Uh, so every and there's so many so many composers I love that I could have a. Kern is one of my favorites. but uh,
1: yeah. uh, If somebody had said, I've never heard Jerome Kern in my life, what song would you hand them and go, this is the epitome of who Jerome Kern was? Well, you know,
0: Showboat pretty much stands up. Mm-hmm. So people know mm-hmm. Showboat In fact, I got to do Old Man River in my <laughs> Um Can't help loving that man. Oh I mean. Natalie Douglas does a great job on that. But, uh, did a Kern show at, um, at Carnegie Hall in May. Um, why was I born? Why am I living? Mm. There's so many great... In fact, he wrote a wonderful song called um, The Land Where the Good Songs Go. Do you know it's It's very much like Kern. It's my mother's favorite composer.
1: Oh, really? Oh. And my
0: mother is a singer and a composer. She writes music. We all sing it. I have um, two brothers who sing and two sisters yeah. who sing. This is incredible. Uh, but, but she writes beautifully. It's Sullivan and family singers. Sing. So yeah. When I got married in 99... In New York, and Arthur Pompicello booked me at the Algonquin, the first time in, in '91, mm-hmm. uh, and she made her debut in New York singing at my wedding. She sang the Lord's Prayer. She stood out a cappella, stood out
2: mm-hmm. the, wow.
0: at St. Joseph's Church in the village. She just stood out there and sang uh, and it blew everyone away because she's got this pure voice, you know, like like Barbara Cook did in her last yeah, days yeah. too. But she she didn't ever use that lose that mm-hmm. that bloom. So uh, it's not. A, in fact, it's not a push for. She never pushed. She's the one that taught me not to
1: ever push. Oh, wow, that's great.
0: So that if you don't, if you don't sing louder than you can, you can sing a long
1: time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's the pushing uh, that will make you vibrato set in yep. the wide vibrato set yes. in. And, um, and but anyway, she sings beautifully.
2: I know it, it was probably the happiest, also hardest, time of your life, but the gentlemen prefer blondes. The, 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 that was hard. Yes. Oh. Uh, we we um, had a
0: wonderful time at Goodspeed.
2: Yeah, that, it was a big hit a at a Goodspeed. A little
0: jewel box theater. Yeah. And it probably was not meant to be on that big brother's big but they took a little set and put it on this big stage with a bigger proscenium around it. I'm trying um, to remember which theater it, 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 it was. It was a Lyceum. A, like, but the jewel, when you think about the good, you've been the good. before oh, yeah. it's, it's a little jewel box. Uh, so it, it was one of those, just one of those things. <laughs> oh, man. And in fact, that was the song where they talk about Mabel was singing just one of those things at, at brick, brick Tops in Paris. Mm-hmm. When she said the pianist that night was really below par and she was singing just one of those things and she was really lamenting the fact that the pianist really wasn't up to it that night. Mm-hmm. This, this was the late 20s. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, in the middle of a song, the pianist got much better. She turned around, and Cole Porter had taken over the piano. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I couldn't stand here and that, that sounds. so he said, like, I'll take care he of it. He knows this. how that should go. yeah. He said, I'll take care of that,
0: yeah. Uh, no, just one of those things. Uh, um, Charlie Rapidly directed that, mm-hmm. and Karen Pruncic was Dorothy, and mm-hmm. George Dvorsky. George Dvorsky, yeah. Uh, it was a lovely experience at Goodspeed. It wasn't so great experience on Broadway, but I've done a leading role on Broadway. Why can you that's say that? That's right. Exactly. Yes, yeah, that's, that's well, I'm pretty happy you know,
2: for that. So and like, an album. There's a nice cast album of it. I'm too. glad
0: you like the album. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. That show was written for Carol Channing. I mean, it, it, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not really my fa, as the Italians say. <laughs> uh, but uh, you sound
2: you sound great on the, the album. I love it. It's a different I, I way of going. It's a different a way of going. Well, you've you've got a lot of uh, chances, listeners, to to see this wonderful singer. Yeah. So go over to KT's
1: website, which mm. is ktSullivan.com. It's K T. The initials, yes, just to like to the initials, yes. yes. And um, if you want, to, uh, the New York Cabaret Convention is October 28th through the 31st at the Rose Theater. And if you want to get tickets, you're going to call 212. 212- Nine eight zero three zero two six, And we'll post this for everybody. And you can head on over to www.mabelmercer.org, not .com, .org, uh, and you can get some more information over there. And we'll post all of this for our listeners. But this has been such an absolute joy. I learned a lot. Yeah, this has been great. And, you know, tickets are, are very, like, Affordable for this, by the way. This is this is worth it. Yeah. What all the amazing talent that you're seeing and the price they're setting it at is this is very impressive. This mm-hmm. is a steal. So I would go over and, and get your tickets ASAP because so many legends in one place at one time with the best music ever written. What yeah, more could you ask for? Exactly. Yeah. So thank you, KT. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Till next time. Bye, everyone. I'll see you at the, the Cabaret song <laughs> Today's episode was
2: recorded at Shetler Studios on 244 West 54th Street. Visit Shetler Studios to book your room today, and you could be as cool as us. That's S-H-E-T-L-E-R
1: studios.com. And a big thanks to our sound editor, Daniel Schwartzberg, and social media manager, Bethany Ann Selecki.
2: And... Friends, don't forget, we want more folks
1: to hear these incredible stories, and
2: that's where you guys can come in and help
1: us out. Yes, in order for people to find out about us, we need lots of ratings on iTunes. The more ratings, the more they'll come up in searches. So head on over to iTunes, search for Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends, click on our logo, click on ratings and reviews, then write a review and leave us five stars and make us feel as special as Eliza Doolittle on Eliza Doolittle Day. Or you can leave us one star and make us feel as bad as
2: Annie did in that weird production in Boston where Annie dreamed about being adopted and then ended the show
1: back in the orphanage. True story, Rob was there. I saw it. So (laughs) head on over to iTunes and make us feel even more special than we already do. (laughs)